Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Coming to you live, even though this is being recorded on the Believe Podcast Network. This is Sully and Stone. Crowley Sullivan here. Jordan Stone joining me as usual. Today's episode, folks, presented to you proudly by Club 501. Providing revelers and partygoers, as well as travelers, with the finest lodging and leisure accoutrements in all of Ingham County, Michigan, Club 501. You're always at home at Club 501. Friendly reminder to our listeners, we haven't mentioned this in a while, our mission is what, Stone? Save the world. Precisely. We are here to save the world by talking about important matters, and there's really only one matter that is of import right now. And it's what went down in Beast Lansing, Michigan, along the banks of the Red Cedar Stone. I'm going to give you the first crack at breaking down what happened in that epic game. Well, let's start with what we talked about leading up to the game. I'm going to give myself credit. I told you. and it You're going to give yourself to, uh, credit? Of course, in, in this respect. It's very I said Michigan would you. come out. That's very, that's very oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of myself. You know that. That yeah. uh, Michigan came out throwing the ball like they did, and uh, you know McNamara was great for most of the day, almost all of the day. He threw the ball very well. Some receivers, in particular Anthony, number one, came uh, to play, and certainly is somebody to watch in the future. The game was decided by Michigan State's defensive uh, concept of stopping the run. I never thought Michigan State would be able to stop Michigan from running the ball. And they did. Michigan could not run the ball against Michigan State. And Michigan State made a concerted effort. As you tend to say, you know, bend but not break. And they let Michigan throw the ball all over the place. But they did stop Michigan's really good running game. And that was the difference in the game to me. Anything, any other opening remarks before I offer a couple of remarks relative to what you, uh, some of the things that you just said? No, I'm going to let you take the floor now. Okay. You talked about Cade McNamara throwing, the, throwing the ball well, throwing the ball all over, all over the field, et cetera. Um, one of the things that I talked about was State was going to dare Cade McNamara to beat them through the air. Everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people are talking about what an amazing game Cade McNamara had, and he did. He threw for a lot of yards. But here is the fact of the matter. And this is an, an example of how State, no surprise, completely outcoached Ann Arbor in every phase of the game. When it mattered most, Cade McNamara simply did not come through, period, end of story. He missed wide receivers in several key important moments of the game that would have probably put the game out of reach. What State did was say, we're going to give you your 385 yards or however many yards he threw for, but you're not going to actually beat us. So kudos to Cade McNamara for throwing for all those yards, but I will repeat, and this is just a fact, when it mattered most, he did not come through State's past defense, let him do his thing, and he didn't come through. 
Do you have any? Would you agree with that? He played a real good game. Um, yeah, the wide did. receiving core and the tight ends were were better than I think both of us thought coming into the game. They performed uh, well. They couldn't run the ball, and that's their bread you and sound, butter. You sound subdued, Stone. Not at all. No, no. I'm listening to your take on the game. Not at all. I'm not not the least bit subdued. I'm excited to be here today. Looking forward to this show. Very happy for you and all our friends that that love state. But uh, you know, we'll see what you know. They threw the ball very well. Michigan State's game plan, as I said, I was impressed with their ability to stop the run. The two things that stood out to me the most were Michigan State's ability to stop the run and Michigan's ability not to stop the run. The linebacking core in Michigan it was pathetic. Uh, the front four clearly had a lot of pressure from both ends, but Michigan State was able to run the ball. Walker was phenomenal. I know we'll get into that, but not subdued at all. It was okay, a great good. football game. It was a great atmosphere. Um it no, was, it was it was it was, a, it was it lived up to everybody's expectations. It really did. You know, there's great so, game. Not often is there a, a game that receives so much hype that actually not only lives up to the hype but surpasses the hype. That was one of the best football games. Well, I think it's easy to. It's I don't think there. I'll get much debate to say it's the best football game of this season, easily. Um, and I think that that it's the best single football game in the history of the rivalry between these two schools. I think it's the best game ever played in Spartan stadium. Wow. The 10, 10, the 10, 10 tie in 1966 for all of its, you know, legendary mystique and meaning to the sport. It, it, that the actual game itself doesn't live up to the game that was played between Michigan State and Michigan on Saturday. That game had everything. It was so exciting. The entire atmosphere was like nothing I've ever experienced in East Lansing. But I want to get back to the game just for a second here. I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, so many people talked about how Ann Arbor's vaunted rush defense was going to shut down State. State bludgeoned Ann Arbor's rush defense. And I mean bludgeoned them. It was a, that was destruction. And K9 gained 197 yards. The man scored five touchdowns. First time that's ever happened against Michigan. Um, that rush defense that all of those blabbermouths and I'm going to get to the blabbermouths. I've written them all down. It's, I'm literally going to name the blabbermouths that spoke about Ann Arbor's rush defense and how state had. But I'm going to quote one guy, one idiot. I don't even know the guy's name. He's on some radio station in Detroit or Michigan or something. He spoke of how canine went up a bunch of, uh, went up against a bunch of meatballs. And his yards were candy, uh, no, cotton candy yards. Canine ran over, through, around, and everything else against that defense. He destroyed them. And the Michigan State offensive line absolutely won the war in the trenches. On the running side, and they sure was held in block rate on the passing side. I mean, you saw Hutchinson go around that guy many times, caused several holding penalties. The guy on the other side had at least a couple sacks. So I'm not going to say the pass protection was good. I mean, you can't say that. 
No, I won't say that. Yeah, don't How, say that. I, it, it didn't happen. I, I, but but I, running I, game, and I didn't you're right. say that. And I, I didn't say that. But when what you talk I, about an offense, when you talk about I, an offensive line, though, there's two aspects to it. There's run blocking. There's pass blocking, and well, the pass they, blocking was not great. It was good enough to win the game. It was good enough to win the football game. And and that's another thing. So let's talk about state's defensive line and state's overall defense. Uh, okay, a, a, a college football writer, opiner, who will go nameless, told me, quote, slow your roll. Your defense gave up over 500 yards. When you win a top 10 matchup like that, I don't care if you give up 800 yards. You win the game. Here's what State did. They forced Ann Arbor to kick four field goals. When you're stiffening up in the red zone and you're you're keeping the opponent out of the end zone and you're forcing them to kick four field goals even though the other team is gaining yards you got a damn good chance of winning that game hello yeah no i'm 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 listening to you yeah i mean there's no question <laughs> i'm here i i i you know they got it done. That's the bottom line. They got it done. Ann Arbor. I was I willing to go as far as this. Of all the Michigan State games I, I saw, their pass rush was was very mediocre on Saturday Oof. too. States. They weren't. They wouldn't put any pressure on McNamara. McNamara okay, well, all day well, back there. The key to the game was Michigan State's ability to run the ball and Michigan State's ability to stop the run. That's and, how they won and, that game. And Cade McNamara's inability. To make the throws when it mattered mm. most. He made a it's lot of throws. A he, he made a lot of throws. He made a lot buddy. of throws. He made a lot of good throws. He had some drops, too. Uh, McNamara played a hell of a game. Listen, we can get to McCarthy being brought in. That's an interesting aspect of the game. McCarthy came in, and he had a huge fumble. Why is he in the game? Obviously, Harbaugh's answered that that question numerous times, different ways. Yeah, he never he, he he seems to yeah, have there is like no explanation five, five different explanations for well, for why exactly. why you're putting that kid. Before we get to that though, Stone, I want to talk about something else. I touched on this in the lead up to the game. I talked about whether or not the 34 year old defensive coordinator in Ann Arbor, Mike McDonald, was actually up to the task. He was not. He was caught with his pants at his ankles. A handful of times. He was. A handful when of State, times. When State yep. would deliver Substitution one, of its, one of its countless big plays and then would run tempo yep. and and literally on one of them scored a touchdown. Remarkable that they didn't call timeout. Why do you not call play. timeout? How are you I've, not I've never seen a team not call and, timeout. And, and part of it is the 34-year-old first-time defensive coordinator who I said was not up to the task is trying to get too cutesy. He's sending in subs. Get your guys lined up, or how about somebody over there could just call timeout? Yeah, that, that particular play, that timeout needed to be no, called. Not, not, give, that, not, not that particular play. It happened about four times. Give Michigan State credit, I am, for their gutty calls on fourth down. I mean, these fourth down conversions, obviously the first one where you know, midfield, he hit, he hit Naylor down the middle, which was oh, a, yeah. a great throw under pressure and a great play. And then, of course, the other fourth down on the long ball to the corner. I believe that you can – that was to it number was fourth one. and four, yeah. and Jay Johnson dials up that. 
Yeah, that's incredible. confident. I mean, that's confidence in your quarterback. That's confidence in your certainly Thorne's best throw of the game. I mean, that was a huge, huge play. And then listen, to convert both two point conversions it was <laughs> the, the odds of that were were were, were daunting. As Michigan State won this game, um, Kenneth Walker certainly vaulted himself into the head Heisman leader right now. Okay, um, so wait, so wait, you you uh, that is something obviously that we have to talk about is is Walker's performance. Um. You know, third and six, third and six. The guy has a huge hole. He runs through. I mean, where, where do you, where do you put that performance? Do you put that performance in any sort of like all time great category? No, I don't put it in an all time great category, but he certainly had a phenomenal game. I mean, five touchdowns. That's a so great let me, number. Let me just, but let, let me ask you this. Well, let me just let me let me just ask you a question. Sure. It, it, it's it's Michigan State against Ann Arbor. They're both top ten. All the stakes, the hype, the the guy rushes for 197 yards and five touchdowns, and and you don't put that in, and not even I put it in the rivalry. Certainly, the rivalry is one of the great performances in the rivalry. But but, but you know, three hours later, a back from BYU ran for five touchdowns. So in in a lot of scoring in a game that mattered at all. Was well, that BYU? Did that BYU game register with anyone? I, I who certainly was wasn't as big a game as Michigan Michigan State, but I'm not going to go and say you know this is one of the greatest performances of all time. It's, it wasn't. It was a great performance in in a, okay. in a rivalry big game, and he had a wonderful game. And as we talked about, two things were going to happen if Michigan State won. One, Mel Tucker's name is now uh, in the stratosphere of of of. People are now watching him, and he's on the radar. And number two is Walker's in a year where there's no Heisman favorite. Walker vaulted himself into the Heisman lead for right now. Yeah, so let, let me ask you this. So, obviously, there was all kinds of talk in Beast Lansing about whether or not K-9 is now the front runner. Do there's you think he's no the question. front runner? 100% this week. I mean, there's been a new front runner, you know, every other week so you got to back it up again and you got to keep backing it up but yes right now as we talk kenneth walker the third is the favorite for the heisman trophy today so so let me get this straight you were confused by the english patient (laughs) yeah i still yeah i haven't thought about it since you mentioned it but yeah the english as i told you it just confused you it like what was confusing but that's different than than confusion. I, I I fell asleep for half of it, so I don't really remember it. But I'm going to give it another watching. So when you hit me with that in week, you know, eleven, I'm going to be ready to answer that question, folks. I'm going to turn to my left here, and I'm going to pose a question to my temporary executive administrative manager, Amanda Boyk. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the English Patient? I've never heard of the English Patient. Never heard of it. No. Never even heard of it. No. Amanda's youth like, I didn't always know who comes Alec into Baldwin play. Was. Yeah, what? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> Amanda. I, really, I don't know. I don't know if it's my youth or just my lack of knowing about any movies or TV shows. Or well, you're focused on your. You're focused on your your jujitsu. Yeah. What do I you have a workout tonight? Of course, I have two. Tell us about the workouts tonight. I have six and seven. From six to seven is technique. And seven to whenever we decide that we're done is live training. And when does fascia kick in? That is Fridays to Sundays. Okay. Because I'm here during the week, so I can't. Oh, right. (laughs) Hey, Stone. Yes, sir. Here's another thing. Mel Tucker and Jay Johnson, that's the offensive coordinator for state, never wavered with the game plan. And what that means is 
They ran the ball. The team is down 30 to 14. This is another thing that I don't think gets quite enough credit. There's so much to talk about in this game, of course. But the comeback, the fact that this team was down 30 to 14 with about four minutes to play in the third quarter, and they stick with the running game. You're right. The running game. I mean, I'll say it again. State bludgeoned the Ann Arbor yeah. rush. I mean, defense. he gashed it was, them. It was huge runs, big runs. I mean, third and six, you're right. They have the patience to run the ball on third and six, and then him go 60-plus yards. Yeah, I mean, I was the Michigan linebacking core was non-existent. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State really didn't throw the ball great in the game. There's no question about that. And part of the reason, once again, is because the two ends were in a rush to get to who could get to Thorne first. I mean, Thorne, thank God for him. He's mobile. He made some good decisions with his feet. But, boy. I mean, Hutchinson on the left side and the, and the other guy, uh, 55, whatever number is on the right side, those guys were, uh, they were very, very good. But the Michigan linebacking core was not up to speed. And listen, the biggest thing that comes out of the game on the Michigan side, of course, Harbaugh loses another game against the Rake team, and everyone's talking about that, and, and, course, and, and yeah. that is what it is. By the way, by the way that, we're going to get to that in a minute. I know, but let me get to this point about that. And it's, once again, what Jim Harbaugh has failed to do in his tenure at Michigan is recruit at a higher level period. There wasn't enough speed. There wasn't enough physical toughness on that defense to play in a game like this. For a guy to, to gas you for 199 yards is unacceptable, and he should have better players, and he should have way more speed and way more. Uh, the linebacking core, I just can't get over the linebacking core, how bad it is. It, it, it was pathetic. To, to steal a line from Braylon Edwards, can you name one of the Ann Arbor line, linebackers? I can't. Yeah. I can't. I have no idea who they were. They're, they're nameless because they don't make any plays. Stone, did you ever engage in the television program Boy Meets World? No. I, I, I know the name of it, but I have not seen that program. You, I would highly recommend that you check that, that program out. It's, That's an old one, right? Well, yeah, I was on in the mid-90s. Um, it was an ABC program. Yeah, who was the star of that show? I don't remember who the star was, but it was a coming of age program about a boy just sort of <laughs> learning the lessons of life in a little bit of a kind of a, you know, whimsical sort of a way. You'd like it, I think. Are you comparing that to somebody? Is that No, I'm not I'm uh, no. No, that was there were no one said my temporary executive administrative manager really got a kick out of that. Yeah, stuff. no we heard her. Yeah. yeah. She's on mic. We can yeah. hear her. No, that was not. There was no insinuation. It's okay. just simply a I don't question. Know if, if Harbaugh was the boy, if I was the boy. No, no it had boy? nothing to do. It was a non sequitur. Okay. Check it out on the YouTube. I think you can find it. Stone, are you ready to throw some stones? I'm always ready. Yeah. Today I have a You're special uh, category on. today. Oh, wait. Hang we on, have man. a sponsor today. Of course we have. We do have a sponsor. <laughs> By the way, I want to just thank our sales team. These, these men and women are pounding the street out there every day, every week cold calling, knocking on doors, they're, they, the work these guys do. And it's what we all, it's why we're on the air. I it's mean, sponsors, it's so appreciated. And today's segment of Throwing Stones is presented by Homewood Disposal Services of Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana's pride and joy when it comes to waste removal and recycling. In 2018, Homewood Disposal Services successfully converted 36% of all waste into recycled materials that contributed to a healthier treatment of our planet. 
Homewood Disposable Services of Gary, Indiana, taking your garbage away so you can play. Stone, it's time to throw some stones. Go. You got two minutes. Oh. So today's uh, throwing stones will be in reference to who will be losing their job at the Power Five schools. That is my, hopefully will be our, my annual look at uh, week, what are we, Crowley, seven, eight? I don't even know where we we're are. Going into, we're going into week nine. Week nine. Or no, uh, week, week 10, because week 10. Uh, so teams have some buys. I looked at the Power Five today, and I've made my notes here. So in the ACC, I would like to bid adieu to Mr. David Cutcliffe, who's really done a great job at Duke, but his time is up. He will it's resign. Time, that's a good call. He King, will not be King fired, Cut. but he will resign by the way there was a period there where everyone was like genuflecting anytime anyone mentioned david cutcliffe's name he did a great job at a lousy program and now they're back to lousy so when sometimes yeah when sometimes when the program that's bad does good we give him credit but he's back where he started bad and he will resign uh on his way out with coach k both will be relieving together uh manny diaz at miami this is a tough one i don't think he makes it Two great wins that was for Manny a big Diaz. Win. The, Manny Diaz two great and, wins and in a row. You came up with two great wins, which, by the way, I don't makes see State's victory over the U seem a little bit more yeah, impressive looks than, than a couple of weeks ago when everyone was saying that, that victory meant nothing. It, it meant la- something. And the last guy leaving the ACC will be Justin Fuente. Virginia Tech finally got a win this week, but it's too little, too late. Justin Boy, Fuente will be uh, unemployed Tech. at the uh, end of the year. In the Big 12, they've, the Big 12 has started a, a fad. If Kansas State beats you, you lose your job, which is a, a fair statement. Seconds. So two in a row. 30 seconds left in throwing well, I've been cut off. Let me, let me finish this. So Kansas State <laughs> uh, beating two. So two out there. So that will be the all. Big 10. Scott Frost in Nebraska will be relieved of his duties. That oh, will happen. Wow. That's a, that is actually a significant gone. call. On the Pac-12. You just threw a stone there. That is legitimate. Well, I think that's a, a legitimate stone. Scott Frost is gone. It's Pac-12. Herman Edwards uh, gone at Arizona State. Leave with it on the, the grass. With He's going to be left. He's going to be left on the grass, huh? Here's one for you, Crowley. Chip Kelly gone at UCLA. He will not be back at the end of the season. Mm, yeah. Uh, I think I think he'll get one more season. No, he will be gone. Chip Kelly will not be back next year. And that is it because the USC, Washington That's State, are, and uh, LSU, obviously, and the SEC will hold all their coaches, uh, and LSU will fill their uh, opening. Uh, you know, week, uh, who will replace all these people? So I give you about a C-plus on that throwing yeah. stones. By the way, throwing stones today was presented by Homewood Disposal Services of Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana's pride and joy when it comes to waste removal and recycling. In 2018, Homewood Disposable Service, Homewood Disposal Services successfully converted 36% of all waste into recycled materials that contributed to a healthier treatment of our planet. Homewood Disposal Services of Gary, Indiana, taking your garbage away so you can play that stone. plug is that plug is longer than throwing stones well it's important and listen i want to make it clear I, I mentioned this on last week's program we do not take our editorial cues from our sponsors it's one no, of the reasons don't. why we love our sponsors so much they give us as they should they give us the editorial freedom we have earned and we need are you ready stone for me to list off a bunch of blabbermouths with respect <laughs> to State U and Ann Arbor. Are you ready? I'm ready. Listeners. To, to the victors go the spoils. Here we go. Listeners. Rich Eisen. 
when Michigan Har- graduate. Yeah, when Harbaugh was being wooed by your alma mater, you sent out a Twitter that said, come home, Jimmy. Jimmy. Well, he's been home now for seven years, and that home stinks to high heaven. Number two, blabbermouth. Taylor Luan. You want to know what that guy is, Stone? I'm familiar with who he is. Do you want to know what he is? I'm going to hear it either way. So, yes. What do you got? An absolute colossal donkey. That guy is, is an, I'm going to say it again, an absolute colossal donkey. What, ready for number three? Fire away. Mike Hart. Nice job on getting this entire thing started. How does, how does it feel? You're, you're an assistant coach with the Ann Arbor program right now. And you literally started this whole just series of beatdowns that continues and will continue. Jim Brandstatter. Do you know who he is? Stone? I am very familiar with him. Yes. Yeah. You know what he is? I assume he's in the donkey realm. He's a fat idiot. Oh, that's boy. what he is. Wow. That's editorial Chris, control. Chris Ballas. You know who he is? I'm not familiar with that person. Obviously. He's one of these guys in the, in the state of Michigan who buys time on, on the radio and has like a, like a blog or something like that. You know what Chris Ballas is? Uh, donkey? Irrelevant. <laughs> Braylon Edwards. I'm familiar with his work. Did you hear what he had to say last week? I did not. He said, I don't know any, any of the players' names on Michigan State's defense. They're not up to it. I think he knows some of the players' names. Braylon Edwards, by the way, what an epic, epic performance he had in the triple overtime game. And I think it was 2005. Amazing performance. So for that, I have respect for him. However, Braylon Edwards, I have a suggestion. Shut your mouth. Dan Deerdorf. You know who he is, Stone? Familiar Michigan legendary uh, player, yes. Yeah, and he's, he's Jim Brandstatter's radio sidekick on the play-by-play. Now, Dan Deerdorf's a Hall of Famer. He, he did a nice job in the NFL, obviously. Dan Deerdorf, when it comes to Ann Arbor, you're a moron. Desmond Howard. You want to know what I have to say about Desmond Howard Stone? Yes. You do know what I want to say. <laughs> I assume I have a good idea, but by all means. He dropped the ball. Stop bitching about it. It's over. You dropped the ball. Last donkey, Lloyd Carr. Your players didn't deserve better. You didn't deserve better. Ann Arbor never deserves better. And what you deserve is to have lost 10 of the last 15 games to the school that you can't even acknowledge as your rival. If I'm a UMAA fan, the first thing I'm identifying on my to-do list is what can we do to figure out how to handle this school in East Lansing that we just don't, we can't even figure out whether we want to acknowledge they're our rival, we want to pretend they're not our rival, yet we blabber our mouths about how they're our little brother 
and then they kick our ass all the time. That that's what I would do if I was a if I was an Ann Arbor fan, I would put that number one on my list for a, a to do list. Well, here's where I'm going with it now. I'm going to steer the, the the talk right now to okay. Game is over. The Big Ten East. We've got Week Ten coming up here, and the people in Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor realize one thing: if they win out, they'll be in the playoff. If Michigan State wins out, they'll be in the playoff. You think if Ohio you think, State you wins think out? Ann Arbor has a chance to win out. Yeah, I think they have a chance. I don't think it's likely, but I think they have a chance. My point being that the season's not over. No, um, it's not. But that game you know, is over. The game's over. Michigan State won, but you move on. You got a huge game in in, in West Lafayette and to be played at Ross Aid Stadium. At Ross Aid, our favorite spot. But yeah, I'll tell you, that's a team that could throw the football. Now we're going to find out, as you stated. You know, hey, they said meet us. You know, beat us in the air. But that's got to be the opposite thought of Purdue because all Purdue does is throw the ball around a lot. So. This is going to be no, a you, tough, you're tough right. game. You're tough absolutely, game. You're I mean, absolutely but everybody's right. got to move on. Listen, it was a great atmosphere, a great win, but boy, one week doesn't make a season for no, anybody, no, it doesn't. especially it doesn't. in the Big Ten East, which is low. However, however, and is this good? is not and a Penn this, State's playing better, but this is not a obviously this is not a critique. You're not a you're not a part of the Michigan State Michigan thing. So I and and. Uh, that's just not a critique. That's just a, a fact. No, it's a, it is a fact. Yeah. Th- listen, therefore, I went to Tulane University. We have no football tradition. I mean, I, I've had the, and I've, of course, thought about this when I saw and knew you guys were all going. I've had the, the great enjoyment of being invited to East Lansing to many football games. It is incredible. I mean, the thought of somebody like me that went to school at, a, at a Tulane, which has no football, forget tradition. It, it, you know, there's used to be at the Superdome, there'd be 5,000 people in an 80,000 seat arena. To yeah, see, you, you to see nice the stuff that happens at East Lansing is incredible. It's a great atmosphere. It's a great, great stadium. The band is amazing. Big time college football at huge universities is unparalleled. Well, and, that's uh, what we're here to talk about on this. Phenomenal. Program. Phenomenal. Um, you, but you had a, you enjoyed yourself at Tulane. Did you oh, not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that is. But I mean, if you can, in retrospect, it would have been a lot of fun to be a part of these uh, football Saturdays. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but if you can't enjoy yourself as a student at Tulane, don't you have to like question your existence? Yeah, half the kids don't even make it at that school. It's too much fun. So state right out. State have to turn the page, of course, and take care of Purdue. And and that is a dangerous game. That is a dangerous game. You the line I think is three points, and I think that's appropriate. Yeah, this is, I'll tell you this, I know it sounds, after a great win like that, and there's no question Michigan State's having a hell of a year, a phenomenal season, but if they win this game after this kind of high over, over I, their rival, yeah, and they can come back and say. win this game, then Michigan State, not diminishing their season, it's no, been a great, I know what great you're season, saying. but if they win this game, then they are really a great football team. Okay, the, 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 if they can do that, I'll be extremely impressed. As of our speaking, at this very moment, the college football rankings are being released. I do not have them in front of me. That that would sort of like ruin the integrity of the broadcast. And, and, you know, it might. If they just released them to you? No, well, they might do that, <laughs> but it really would ruin the broadcast. If we dared to sort of look at what's going on with the rankings, and, and because I have on the rundown here, my temporary executive administrative manager, Amanda Boy, creates the rundown for this show every week. And she's got right on here, college football playoff ranking predictions. That's, right. the, that's the next item that on the list. What do you here. got? You go first. What do you got? Georgia's obviously number one. Obviously. Uh, I think that the committee is going to put Cincinnati number two. 
I think states two. I think states three. I think it's inverse. I I, I think and Alabama's three. Four. You think Cincinnati? So you think states number two? They deserve to be ranked higher than Cincinnati. They have bigger wins. Well, they than de- yeah, they deserve does. to be, but I just think that the committee is going to get wrapped up in sort of this, this, this kind of Cincinnati. A lot of Cincinnati backlash actually lately, a lot of Cincinnati backlash that they let Tulane hang around and they let the last week Navy hang around. Um, I don't think Cincinnati ends up in the playoff itself. By the way, You think they lose a game? Even if they win out, mm, they I win think out, they're going to be in. I don't know. I just, yes. don't, I, I don't think there will be. If you're looking at like, um, let's say there's a, there's, uh, um, Georgia, you get Georgia. You get, let's say Ohio State wins out with one loss. They're they're ahead of them. Oklahoma could be ahead of them. Um, you could maybe even if let's say State loses to Columbus in like a really tight game, State could sneak in ahead of Cincinnati even with that one loss. I don't see it. I think Cincinnati wins out. If Cincinnati goes undefeated, and they do, I, I know it's certainly not at the level of Power 5 schools, but if they do beat SMU and then they do win the championship game of the American against either SMU again or Houston, I think that's going to be enough. I think there's enough groundswell where people are tired of seeing the same old power conferences. I think you'll see Cincinnati in the playoff if they win out. I happen to think they'll lose. I think they they're trending to lose. I have not been. They don't seem to have the fire right now. And unless Fickle can really get them going soon, I think they're 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 on a on a line right now to be losing uh, late in the year. SMU will beat them, or or Houston will beat them. You want to know what I think about this? Yes. I think that. Well, I don't think I know that Taylor Luan is an absolute. Donkey. Well, he has made a lot of dumb penalties in his career. That I will say. I mean, this On guy and plays way the after field. the whistle. He made a lot of money though, Carl, for a donkey. Man, has this guy been paid? Um, yeah, he's he's earned he's earned his money. That, that doesn't mean he isn't a donkey. No, he's no, a complete yeah. donkey. Let's put it like, this way: I don't think the University of Michigan point, is thrilled that he's the spokesman. Let's yeah, and way. and it, what, doesn't somebody at some point approach him and say, "No, dude, just just keep your mouth shut." No, no one's gonna say anything to that guy. That guy's trouble. You say something to that guy. That guy is a maniac. Period. He, I mean, he, he's, a, he's he, got a serious mental issue. That guy. Well, period. that's so, all right. I'm glad you brought that up because when you watch him from last week talking about the boys in blue and how you know how Michigan State is fraudulent and all the rest of the stuff that he said. Did it strike you that something honestly is wrong with him? Well, no, we know something's wrong with the guy. The guy has a tendency to play way after the whistle. He's like a Richie Incognito in the NFL. He's got a yeah. lot of personal Good fouls. Good call on Richie. He's got, Where, a lot is of, Richie? He's got, he's got problems. Where is Richie Incognito? I think he's in the Raiders, but I think he's... Is he in the Raiders or is he on the Raiders? Both, but I think yeah. he's hurt. I think yeah. he's hurt. You, oh, you, You'd have to ask so your friend Brent. Brent will know. I don't know. He would know. Yeah. Of course he would know. Brent knows that roster link. Back of his hand. Who wins the Big Ten, Stone? Mm. Wow. Spider. Wow. Ohio Spider. State. Ohio State. So you got Columbus winning the East and winning the title. Who wins the West? Boy, I hope it's Minnesota. Boy, I hope it's Minnesota. Uh, it's probably Wisconsin, but boy, it's, it's probably Wisconsin. But I, I think hope Wisconsin ends up winning. It's and, remarkable and, if they do. 
It is right. What a what a turn of events. I was talking to our captain yesterday about that, and he was just he had them. He said he cannot believe how Wisconsin's come back from the dead. You had words um, with Captain. I did about Wisconsin. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah. Was that the purpose of the discussion? Just to oh, get talk, together on, the on a lot of subjects. What we else did you talk on, about with Captain? About, what did we talk about last night? We talked about uh, baseball. We always talk about baseball. We love what did you What did you talk about with regard to baseball? Well, lately, we've not in this conversation, but what me and him have had a lot of conversations about the top 100 players in the history of the game. And that's, uh, that's a hell of a topic. We have. And there's a list that came out and he was adamant that he was not happy with the list at all. Who put the list, who put the list out? It's a hard name for me to pronounce. It's Joe it a Persansky. A- it's a man. I'm pronouncing his name wrong. He used to write for the Kansas City Star and uh, the captain was absolutely adamant that some of those choices were wrong and he had where, written off this said writer in general as somebody that he did not respect who where, where is ruth on that list on that list ruth is huh, i gotta remember ruth is, he, is, two, is he top five two? Oh, better certainly. be top five All right, certainly. Oh, yeah, I, certainly i don't like when modernists try to diminish no, Ruth. Nobody by, by saying that, that you know he wouldn't be able to hit in this modern era and all that no, crap. No, no, no. no George no, Ruth no. is is no. you could make the argument and win a lot of the argument that he's number one. I think we were also talking about Kentucky and and Mississippi State. We we me and the captain tend to talk a lot about the SEC always. So let, let me ask you, our pride you, and joy. Since you bring up Kentucky, yes, um, in terrible week two or, in week two or three. Uh, you and I had a difference of opinion on Kentucky football. Yeah. Um, I said at the time, Kentucky is a fraud. They are a fraud. They, they, they're enough said. Um, but they had a bad week last week. Wow. When it comes to Big Blue Nation on the hardwood, we exchanged some text messages and K-High uh, weighed in. So did Captain. It's been, it'll be 10 years. Since Cal, Coach Cal, uh, won the whole thing with Big Blue Nation. That is a basketball fan base that doesn't have a whole lot of patience. Ten years might as well be a hundred years. But there's this whole thing with Coach Cal. You're not, you know, really supposed to acknowledge that he hasn't won in ten years. And they, don't, I don't even. Do they even put up banners in, in Rupp Arena for a Final Four appearance? They do. They do put up. They do put those banners up. But I will say this about Coach Cal: He came in where Billy Gillespie really failed miserably. Billy Coach Gillespie. Cal wow. is still one of the best, best recruiters on the planet. Um, okay, that's fine. That's why Kentucky fans put up with it because they know even if they had a bad year like last year, which was completely inexcusable, they did not make the tournament. But that Coach Cal is going to bring in a top two, top three class. I mean. He is the absolute second best or best recruiter in the country, bar none. So, yes, does Kentucky expect to win championships? You're down right. Is Rupp Arena filled with maniacs that expect to win championships? Absolutely. He's won one. Um, he's, the two years he did make the tournament are a real embarrassment. But he'll be back this year. Kentucky's going to be very, very good. Um, quickly, quickly. Transfer Stone. portal. You should have a little respect Stone, for the transfer Stone, quickly, portal. does State yes. beat Purdue? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.